You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. I can't believe you, Mitch. Case, do you want to be do you want to be my co-host on this show from now on? Obviously, Mitch is not cut out for it. I love journeys <laughs> and I love mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take that journey into mystery this week as we talk about Captain America 1990. Now, as we're talking about Captain America, that can only mean one thing. We welcome back Case Aiken from the Certain POV Network. Hey, thank you for having me back on while I'm wearing a Spider-Man shirt instead. Um, <laughs> Unacceptable. No, no, but who else do we have on the list that can get in here wearing a proper masters, shirt? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm wearing a Flash shirt, so like, I'm not even in the same universe. <laughs> I, I'm just wearing a shirt with a rabbit with a gun on it. I've been trying to think, is that like dirty, hairy cottontail? Like, what, what do we get? I don't know. I <laughs> I was on I was on six dot com, not sponsored, but I would if you'd let me. Um, so I was looking through and I found just a whole section of just animals with weapons. And I was like, yes, this this is the choice of T-shirts that I would like to buy. So I bought rabbit with a revolver. I bought um, squirrel with a switchblade. Okay. Just naturally. And then the last one, it's not a weapon, but it's just a cat with like a bandana pulled up over its face, all bandito style. Oh, okay. The cat is the weapon. Yeah, Yeah, the cat is the weapon. I mean, especially for me, I'm allergic. So it makes sense. (laughs) Right? Uh, So, again, not sponsored. But I'm looking at you, $6 Tees. Ball's in your court, man. I mean, $6 Tees.com slash geek out. Gets you absolutely nothing. Sorry. <laughs> but if enough of you write it in, maybe they'll be like, what's up with this whole geek out thing? <laughs> did, did we miss something? And then we'd be like, yes, yes, you did. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. We are going to be talking about Captain America from 1990. Ian actually went, went about and re- re- watched the right one this time. So we're all Last very time proud I watched of them. the wrong one. but first there has to be some new comic book news or not comic book news but mcu news uh i think we got some casting news didn't we recently this past week i should have really looked this up before i i brought i opened my mouth yeah there was some i know um uh, helen mirren was cast in that's uh, right no that's dc though that's for shazam that was for shazam you're trying to you're trying to show me up case Always trying to show me up. Oh, the only the only reason I knew that off the top of my head was that it was mentioned on the real movie critic versus the Cinegai, part of the certain (laughs) POV podcast network, who we recently had a crossover with. (laughs) We recently did. So if you happen to go over to the other side and watch the DCEU movies, you can uh, listen to us talk about the Snyder Cut for four hours, just as long as the Snyder Cut actually is. Uh, It's on four different shows. It's on the real movie critic versus the Cinegai. We have issues. Mitch and Rich show and the Men of Steel. It was a fun time. Yeah, that's a lot of places. <laughs> it's a lot of places. 
Uh, so we did have one bit of casting news that I can remember and found. It was let out of the bag that Russell Crowe has a part in Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. So did, did you hear about how this kind of came out? Like, they, they had planned on keeping it a secret uh, as, as much as they could. But I guess they all went to a uh, soccer game or a rugby game. And uh, Russell Crowe has, like, straight up front row seats or box seats or... or uh, owner's box or something at the at the stadium and chris hemsworth like posted a picture saying hey thanks for for doing this and thanks for having us in your uh special private seats and then the internet went crazy with it does this mean does this mean that russell crowe is going to be in thor love and thunder and uh God eventually forbid, they anybody kinda, do anything nice yes right <laughs> Uh, but I guess it kind of got let out of the bag that he is. Now it's all speculation on who he's playing. Uh, I did hear one person uh, say that it's prob- it might be Zeus. So bringing in uh, gods of myth from another uh, religion, that's interesting. I'd be here for it. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, I like, think that's, that's it. I've been saying for a while that one of the Hemsworth brothers should play Hercules uh, because Hercules was deliberately set up as a foil to Thor, like very explicitly like, oh, he's like Thor, except he's a a jock. Like like if Thor is the thinking man's uh, superhero, like warrior god, uh, this is the one who... uh, (laughs) <laughs> is is like that but more extreme in in different ways like he's much more of a womanizer or an everyoneizer uh and go. he's uh all into the, the the booze in ways that thor is all about all of that but has self-control <laughs> well That's we it. already have luke showing up in uh as an asgardian playing thor in a roundabout <laughs> like fake play or play uh in uh, ragnarok so that would only leave Liam because I don't know of a fourth Hemsworth brother. There could I think be one. There out are there. four. Oh, oh, it's it's Ian. I'm, I'm sorry. I've been, I've been keeping a secret. I'm the other Hemsworth sibling. Um, <laughs> I, I've worked really hard to get rid of my accent. Um, <laughs> I went I went full method, moved out to Arizona just to keep the family secret. No, but Liam would be really good in the role. I, I would I would love that. That'd be hysterical. If I if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, but I think that Liam was the one that actually was supposed to be going up for the role of Thor, and like Chris came along, and they were like, "Hey, that guy! Like, let's go ahead and g- let's see if he wants to be in." The- I mean, he'd already been in stuff already, so I, I can't imagine he wouldn't also be going up for the role. But I thought I read somewhere that Liam was the one that was trying to go for the role. Yeah, I mean Liam, I think would actually be fine. He was the first one I thought about, but for some reason, I think they have like one more brother who's like not as big an actor but maybe i'm wrong you know who i thought liam would would be good as i always thought that he'd be good as uh hal jordan like especially after his even though it was a bad movie but he was in that uh independence day uh sequel like him as the cocky fighter pilot just made me really think of him as hal jordan surprise surprise not that he would want to be involved in a dcu movie at this point i don't know they, they they're on their uptick i think so and it might not be the place to voice opinions on dc comics at the moment given <laughs> the you know, like the 
the entire property we're talking about. But if DC wanted to take another stab at a Green Lantern movie that wasn't a train wreck, I'd be interested. <laughs> would you? Would you be how? Oh no, I'm saying like I'd be interested in watching it. Oh, okay, got you. I, I no. I, I can't pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pull off not having fear. I have tons of fear. I'm afraid of many things. I'm afraid of everything. <laughs> well, then you just be guy and just like be angry. Just be mad all the time. <laughs> I'm angry about it, but I get to still be a Green Lantern because I'm so mad that I'm not a Green Lantern. Damn it! Let me in. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've always thought that both companies should try to troll each other by casting siblings or former actors of parts in their respective, like, doppelganger roles. Like, get, so like, good. one of the Hemsworth brothers to play, like, Wangina, the Thor knockoff that they had from the Assemblers, the heroes of Angler, of Angor, <laughs> pardon me, uh, the... the the Thor equivalent, except he's bald and has an axe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. I'd, I'd be so down. What would you? I mean, do you have? Do you have a, a person for the other example? Not the sibling, but the person that already um, played the role. Oh, um, uh, I, I was, I was noted that I thought that Tom Welling would be a really good Hyperion. Oh, uh, that would be a good casting. Now, now, Supreme Powers Hyperion or Supreme Squadron Hyperion? Hyperion. If I had my druthers, it's always going to be the Squad Supreme Hyperion. Oh, okay, either. Either the classic one from the Grunewald run or the one from the more recent Hickman Avengers, um, which are different characters, even though they're both Hyperion and they're both Mark Milton. Uh, the one from Supreme Power, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like sure. I, like, that's definitely the best known story at this point, aside from the original Maxi series. And that uh, I don't know if anyone has the balls to do the original Maxi series, but well, who knows? <laughs> uh the other piece of casting that we did get was uh, Echo. Echo is going to show up. She's going to show up in Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because Echo and uh, Clint Barton both took on the role of Ronan. That's at right. At various points. Mm-hmm. Alakwa Cox will portray Maya Lopez. So I don't know why the name sounds so familiar, but I'm down. I'm here for it. What do you know? Do you do you know anything about the character case? I, I, I uh, Echo, yeah, I remember. I, I remember original run. Uh, in Daredevil or original appearances in Daredevil, like yeah. So Echo is a uh, <laughs> she's a deaf woman uh, who used to date Matt Murdock, uh, and her deal is that she has photographic reflexes like the Taskmaster. Nice. Uh, so she is able to be like an accomplished pianist because she's seen people play uh, certain sets on the piano, and so she can just do them. Um, and she had this like great relationship with him where he could. She, great lips like she can read lips perfectly yeah you know all the all the things that would let her like get through day-to-day life uh and fake it really well uh and so like matt would like describe the sounds that he's hearing at a movie and she would like uh describe like the scenes that are going on and stuff like that when they were like dating with uh, each other um so, sounds like a noisy watched... couple in the theater probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> i dare you to fight him you won't oh i won't i will not oh there's that. a blind guy in the back i i should do nothing because like what am i going to do <laughs> you, you you're not the hero in that situation <laughs> no, no, there's no way to play that even if you're like Guy, guys it's really annoying this is a public theater <laughs> right 
Uh, but I, it's not an example that I just created out of thin air. I do remember that from the Brian Michael Bendis stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, mean, and then she, uh, she was she sort created of by Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure during his Daredevil run. Okay, because um, that's when I remember seeing her in the Avengers when when she right. took on the Ronin I- identity by, and that was Brian Michael Bendis also. Yes, yes. So that uh, that that is why that character has persisted. Very cool. Thank you. And now, how how does she become a counterpart to Superman? Since that's 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 you. That's that's, how, that's the thing that you do. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, thank you. But so yeah, those are the two casting news for MCU uh, coming out this past couple of weeks. Uh, Case, I assume that you are also up to date on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes, yes. Uh, I have. I, I enjoyed the second episode a lot. The first one, I was a little more lukewarm about. You, you know what? Other than the 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 flying fight scene at the beginning of the first one, I was. I'm. I think I'm kind of the same. But uh, I'm all in. Uh, especially so. Spoilers for episode two. Uh, for anybody that hasn't watched it yet. But yes, when we get to the Isaiah Bradley scene, I am. I am all for this series. I hope they they uh, venture more into that. Yeah, that's that's what won me over for real on this one. <laughs> uh, but just in general, I like the second episode. I think resolved most of the issues I had with the first, which was uh, Bucky and and Sam, um, don't talk, uh, which yeah. was kind of a bummer. <laughs> and uh, uh, I was like, all right, what? Wh- where are we going with all this? And like, I think we have a much better sense of it. And you know. I think that uh, that Wyatt Russell makes such a perfect John Walker. Uh, <laughs> so good. Yeah. So I, good. I didn't. Yeah, like I saw all the shots of him wearing the helmet, and I didn't click that I knew that actor. Like right. I looked him up, and I was like, "Oh, like I, I looked up the name, and it's like, oh, it's Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell's son. Okay, cool. He has a really punchable face." And then I realized <laughs> I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, and I like him in a bunch of stuff, but he always has a beard. <laughs> he always has uh, a beard. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Like I remember, yeah. I think one of the first times I remember seeing him in was uh, uh, "Everybody Wants Some." Um, yeah. What's What's that director's name? Uh, uh, Richard Linklater. Yeah, that's right, Richard Linklater. Yeah. Uh, his his baseball college movie, and I, just thinking about how he's the he's the one that's not actually of the right age, and he needs mm-hmm. to, to he has to leave the baseball team, which also has Tyler Hoechlin in it. Like that's yep. our, our current one of our current Supermen. That's that's also interesting. Yeah, uh, and it also had what's his face that used to be married to um to Supergirl. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Jenner. Bruce, Je- not Bruce. Blake, uh, Blake, Blake Jenner. Blake Jenner. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do you, um, Ian? Do you know uh, about Isaiah Bradley? Do you, do you did you read uh, Truth, Red, White, and Black? I didn't, but I feel like I was very well educated by by Casey's uh, t- like tweets earlier. I read all <laughs> the way through those, and um, there's that's not memeing at all. Uh, they were really informative and I, I kind of knew the name of the character knew generally it was like, Oh yeah, like cool. Like right on. But I didn't know much about it. So like, thank you for sharing that on Twitter. Yeah, of course. I, I think that you and I haven't known each other since we, or since I kind of took a hiatus from doing these like breakdowns on characters on, uh, on Twitter. But, uh, yeah, like Isaiah Bradley is a really cool character who, uh, when he first came out, had this sort of like vibe of being like, all right, we're going to tell like the actual story that was like hidden behind the scenes. 
uh, and then the book itself is a little bit less of like an expose and more of like, here's like this sort of like folk tale about this character. Um, and like the timeline's really weird because he sees stuff about Steve Rogers, Captain America, but he's also supposed to be the prototype for Steve Rogers. So like, uh, and like, it's not just that I was confused because like, if you look up anything about it, they're like, so when does this happen in the timeline? Like what, like, like it was very explicitly like, sort of like not really the point to be like, this is this thing that happened first. Like this, that sequence doesn't matter. The point is that like the government was, it was trying to do the super soldier serum multiple times and testing it on lots of people and had like all kinds of experiments and mishaps. Um, and so Isaiah Bradley is the character who uh, served his country and then got uh, swept under the rug. But he has persisted as a character in the comics because his grandson is a patriot from the Young Avengers. Oh, okay. Which is very much the fact that we have five yes. known Young Avengers now. Uh, yes, that's a whole team. Yeah, the only the yeah. only one that that's missing is is Teddy the Hulkling, uh, and we have Scrolls and Cree, so he more than likely could be out there somewhere. Yeah, and I mean, we I get mean, She-Hulk I mean, here soon anyway, so that'll probably get taken care of in She-Hulk. Uh, well, more more accurately, probably in uh, in Captain Marvel because oh, true, Hulkling was was Captain Marvel's son. That's right. Oh, okay, that's right. So, so I'm so, on board. Here we go. It could <laughs> Just be... send it. Give give me give me Young Avengers. I want to see it. Um, well, I, mean, I don't know who they'd fight, but like I'm excited. We're also getting the 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 Secret Invasion TV series on Disney Plus, so he could show up there. Yeah. So there's 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 all kinds of possibilities in a king the king uh the conqueror or a young version of king the conqueror which makes up our iron lad uh there's all it, we're gonna we're getting it it's it's gonna show up and also iron lad then the armor became programmed with the brain pa- not the brain patterns it's part of the memories of vision and became vision for a while um like it was teen like, vision yeah teen vision so we went by Jonas. <laughs> Um, so we, you could just argue that maybe like Vizarro becomes like <laughs> de-aged or something. <laughs> oh, wow. Like pa- they take Paul Bettany out and put a younger version of Paul Bettany, <laughs> some yeah. other British actor. <laughs> uh, Vizarro is such a great term for that. It's true. I hadn't, I hadn't heard. I love that. I, I'm stealing that from you guys. <laughs> It's true. Did, did we say that? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, well, on, a, on a Geek's Watch. Yeah, oh, on Geek's Watch. Geek's okay. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I don't remember saying that. That sounds like Mitch isn't that funny. Oh, it's true, though. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not. I'm just here to make memes and learn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, one of the things that I had, someone had come up to me today, actually, and asked, and asked me about it from this past episode and it's something I didn't even think about because obviously in the episode when Carly Montague, is it Montague? Mortimer? Uh, the leader. Oh, yeah. the, the, the girl is the leader of the Flag Smashers. Yeah. The, the leader of the, the Flag Smashers. She gets mm-hmm. that text message that says, you stole my product. I'm coming to get it, right? Yeah. You're very much supposed to think that that's the power broker and the power broker's men coming after her. But someone was like, well, what if that was um, John Walker? Like they left it intentionally blank of unknown texter. Like, what if that was like, he was supposed to get some super soldier p- pill that she stole the shipment for for and took the powers for herself? And, any uh, takers? 
I'm down. I, he's gonna be a bad guy because look at his face. He's a shit bag. Um, not 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 actually, but like John Walker sucks. Um, <clears throat> so I'm just waiting for the shooter drop on that one because that guy sucks. I, I mean, I could definitely see that happen. Like, uh, there's there's all this talk, and like, I don't know how much it's actually supported beyond the interview that like Walker gives at the the start of episode two. Wow, we're not at all going to talk about the movie. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, we'll get he, there. he says like, I don't have I don't have super strength. I don't like, but he's like comparing himself with like gods, which are like like he's like comparing to like Thor and Hulk and Iron Man, like. Captain America is not in their weight class in terms of like raw power anyway. So it, like, I don't know how much is necessarily supported by the, all that he, he could have already, but more likely he's going to be a regular human who is trying to become a superhuman and either gets his ass whooped real bad. And he goes to the power broker, or I like this idea that maybe he was always trying to get that. Uh, and this is how that plays out because uh, yeah, us agent in the comics is really tough. Um, like weirdly I was familiar with us agent before I was familiar with captain America, uh, because for whatever reason, the place that like the, like the little like dollar store that I would buy comics at when I was a kid, um, always had West coast Avengers and never had any of the (laughs) other like main Marvel books. So like, (laughs) like, I don't know why, like it had Spider-Man, it had X-Men, it had some DC stuff and then West Coast Avengers. So like I, from the time when like Living Lightning showed up and joined the team, like that's when US Agent and Spider-Woman and all those characters like joined that roster all the way through the end. I read that entire run and like for so for for whatever reason, I was like more used to just US Agent as like my guy with the shield <laughs> up until that book ended. And I was like, Oh wait, he's a prick when he like actually talks to Captain America. <laughs> yeah. The dude sucks. Like I, I want that fight so bad. Uh, that's, it's funny that you bring it up that way case, because like, I've always been like, I, I like all the, all the characters, but I always liked the alt versions of characters. So when I first saw that invaders book in the early two thousands, when they had this guy come in and he's like, no, I'm also captain America. And I was like, well, you're not Steve Rogers though. Uh, and then I got to learn all about us agent and John Walker. And then, you know, like, or when you got uh Spider-Man went through the, the identity crisis, when he took on the four different like versions of himself, mm-hmm. it was like, like I've always been obsessed with like, having those type of characters or those, those type of things. So, uh, us agent was a character of mine too. So it, but yeah, you're right. He is kind of, a, he is kind of a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Intentionally. So, but yeah, yeah. Cause you're not yeah. supposed to like him. You're not supposed to like right. him as much as you like cap or Steve. Uh, but yeah, in the comic books, he, he eventually gets some type of superpower or at least enhanced powers from the power broker. Yeah. And more so than cap. He, uh, like he is in that, like, Back back in the day of the Marvel cards, where they had like the seven point rating scale on it, like Cap was explicitly like a tier, th- like a level three strong, which is like peak human, maybe a little superhuman. Mm-hmm. And uh, U.S. Agent's like a, a number four, where he's like like Spider Man. Like uh, there was a, a West Coast Avengers annual where Iron Man has to fight him uh, while he's like while U.S. Agent is mind controlled um, and can't get over when he wins because U.S. Agent is strong enough that he can like rip apart Iron Man's armor. Mm, okay. I like that. Uh, so dropping, I have a, oh, go ahead. I, I have a little bit of a of a theory that I've been working on, and I don't have much to support it other than I think it would work very well, and I want to know your stance on it. 
what if because we have Zemo going on and he has all those Hydra secrets and everything with John Walker, we end up getting Hydra cap. Oh, I mean, it's possible. Like, cause obviously Zemo, the whole threat there is like, shit, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to make Bucky like freak out. Like that's, that's the threat. So my, my, my line, like uh, my, my train of thought on this is Zemo gets out. He puts on the ski mask because he has to, um, he finds the flag smasher and he's like flag smashers. And he's like, Oh, a bunch of, uh, super soldiers. Cool. Y'all work for me now. And then like John Walker shows up and he's like, stop in the name of America. And Zemo's like, nah, you work for me now. And he's like, all right. (laughs) Well, I mean, I was the, I mean, it'd be a very interesting way for them to go with the secret empire cap. But uh, I was also thinking like, what if they pull a 48 hours, so to speak with Zemo? Like what if they're, they take him out of prison and he's, and he's, he's there to help, help, uh, Sam and, and Buck to take down either the flag smashers or eventually John Walker. And at the end of that, this is my hope, obviously, is that Thunderbolt Ross comes out and says, we're going to give you a team to, to take on and we get the Thunderbolts. I mean, the Thunderbolts is what we've been pitching this whole time. <laughs> I mean, it's the thing we want the most. And I kind of hate that I've never thought about like having it be named after Thunderbolt Ross. I, I can't believe it wasn't named after Thunderbolt Ross. I know. Because right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that'd be just the thing that he would do. He'd be like, I'm going to name this team after myself and you're going to be a bunch of criminals and it's fine. <laughs> and then somebody has to ask, what are we, some sort of suicide squad? <laughs> <laughs> oh that'd be great well and you know because you could totally see like ross like walking down the line being like all of you all are the worst of the worst real masters of evil (laughs) but now you're you work for me you're my thunderbolts (laughs) (laughs) just somebody from inland just boo (laughs) (laughs) you get a you get a team full of like I don't want to call them ex-villains because they are, but you get like a team full of villains and Thunderbolt Ross is like, oh, I'm some badass. And none of them respect you. None that of is, them. That is until he becomes Red Hulk and they're like, oh, oh okay. Oh, and then like, oh, my bad, dude. Like, <laughs> don't set me on fire. I always liked you. <laughs> <laughs> You're real cool. Do you know you look great in red? <laughs> Uh, any any other theories going for it? I think there's there's only four episodes left because it's only a six episode show. Oh shit! Yeah, which already is a bad call. <laughs> and then no plans for a second season because that's not the, that's not their plans for these shows. It's all one one and done, I believe. Because it's all get getting you to the next movie. So what movie yeah. is this one getting you to? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm okay with, like, it being the, some other thing with, like, Sam and maybe also Buck, but maybe it's not just the two of them paired up or, like, they each go off on their own ways. Like, I don't need it always to be the same pairing every time. Right, like, right. I think that could be an exciting prospect in the future. I, I kind of like the concept of them doing these shows as, like, comic runs in the means of, like, you can grab any two heroes and smack them together and go, all right, we're going to do a run with these two. Right, And you give them six to ten episodes, and then you're you're good. Are are you just saying that all the TV shows are just Marvel (laughs) team-up? Yeah. I'm okay with this, too. Yeah. (laughs) I'm totally fine with that. They're just just the, like, 
like team up miniseries that you get. <laughs> like here's four epi- like here's four issues where they have to go fight Doom. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And the show up, he's like, ah, stop it, Doom. And he's like, not this time. And then there's an issue where they fight and then everybody goes on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the ultimate end point is is going to be Falcon taking up the role of Captain America finally. Like, he I think that's be. that's got to be what they're working towards. Um, if not, it's Bucky. It's not like they're not going to leave John Walker as Captain America. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Um, he might have, be U.S. agent at the end. I don't know. <laughs> we're going to have multiple Captains America. It's yep. okay. Well, I, I like the second episode that we've gotten so far for just the one line that Bucky gave. That's just, if he's wrong about you, then he's wrong about me. Yeah. It's a good, oh, line. the therapist scene was great. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That, that was a good scene. But it's just, Oh, Buck. <laughs> like some, somebody give that man a hug and tell him he's, <laughs> tell him it's okay. Cause he needs it. Just be wary of the, of the metal arm. You know what? That's fine. If this is how I die, it's how I die. Which, you know, I, I understand that he also has a version of the super soldier serum in him, but like th- stopping himself from like hitting the ground just because he's grabbing onto branches with that metal arm, like just does not seem the best way to jump out of a plane. Oh no, that, that, that's what made it so perfect. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, I felt I hurt just from watching that and I mean, he's he's trying to fall off of every vehicle land sea and air we have trains we have planes now he just needs to fall off a boat there you go there we go uh by the end of this series do we do we see eli uh either using powers or wearing a patriot suit what do you think i mean we definitely could get like the little nod at the end of the credits uh, where he goes to lift up something really heavy for his grandpa. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's in his blood, so I mean it's probably genetic at this point. Yeah, because well, his first his first appearance in the comic books, he he was taking mutant growth hormone to right uh, to get yeah. his powers. Yeah, so originally he his parent, I think it was his father, was the older son who got who was born before the experiment on mm. Isaiah, um, and then. And so, like, uh, what is it? Josiah. Josiah, yeah. Uh, Josiah X, I think, is what he's called. Um, Did actually inherit powers. And then Eli was taking, uh, yeah, this mutant growth hormone uh, that was being distributed by Mr. Hyde. uh, Of all people. Yeah. And he... uh, he got hurt and got a transfusion from from his grandfather. And then the next, like, scene, all of a sudden, he has super hearing. And he's, like, lifting very heavy things. So... I'm on board. (laughs) Yeah. They could just like jump. They could just like cut that out and just be like, "Yep, he inherited his grandfather's powers. It's fine." Yeah, <laughs> like, we don't we don't need to do the gr- yeah. mutant growth hormone part, which I thought was a resistance. funny story. Yeah, exactly. We only got six episodes, folks. We don't need to jump into everything. But I think if this ends up pointing us towards Patriot and kind of setting up Young Avengers, I feel like this would be a good spot to do it since we have so many introduced, or at least not introduced, but like on the books, more or less. Like ready to show up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, just start this. This is this is where it starts. We have all that going on. It's like, hey, you you guys want to be a, you you guys want to be Young Justice, but Marvel. Yes. I, I'm yeah. 
give it to you. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you want to have the vision, but keep it Paul Bettany, he can play like the Red Tornado role as like the mentor robot. Oh, like it works. Yeah, yeah that works too. <laughs> I need that now. <laughs> you keep putting things in my life case. <laughs> It's because we have good ideas. We have fun <laughs> ones. Remember when we talked about the Matrix? It was great. It was yeah, good it, was fantastic. <laughs> it was fantastic. All right, uh, let's actually talk about this yes, movie. Though. We're getting into this movie <laughs> now. Captain America 1990. Uh, <laughs> we are 50 minutes in. <laughs> I mean, some of this stuff is going to get cut because of the mishaps and the technology. <laughs> right. Uh, but yes, Captain America 1990. This is starring... Uh, What's what's the actor's name? Matt, Matt Sling- Salinger. Salinger. Thank you, Matt yes. Salinger. Uh, JD Salinger's son. Actually, J- JD Salinger's son. Yes, actually, JD Salinger's son. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I I had to look up the first name because I always just think of him as being oh that guy who's JD Salinger's son and was in the 1990 <laughs> Captain America movie and the first Revenge of the Nerds. Who does he play in the first Revenge of the Nerds? He's like the lieutenant uh, jock to uh, to. Uh, Ted yeah. is, is it Ted? Ted? It's not Ted Danson. It's Ted um, from Married with Children. Yeah, from Married with Children. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's not ogre. He's not the big one. He's the other one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. Re- I remember. I remember his face now. Okay, interesting. Uh, however, there are other names in this uh, movie that you would recognize when you see him as Ronnie Cox. Uh, I-, I always, I always think of him as. Um, uh, uh, he's in RoboCop, right? Um, uh, yes. All the is. actors are like recognizable enough. I'd have to like stop and look. Yeah, yeah. So, he was looking at his IMDb here. Yeah, he's just Jones. the first four: uh, RoboCop, Deliverance, Beverly Hills Cop, and Total Recall. <laughs> That's right, Beverly Hills Cop. He's the captain in that, and then Ned Beatty. He's also. In Deliverance, isn't he? Yeah. But more importantly, he was in... Uh, he's in uh, Superman. One of the Superman. Which which Superman movie is he in? He plays uh, Luther's sidekick. It's... Oh, Superman, yeah. 1978. Um, 1978? Yeah, yeah, Superman 1 and 2. 1 and 2. Okay, good. There you yeah. go. Um, we also have a female version of the, the Doctor that gives... Captain America, the super soldier serum. So I like that aspect, by the way. <laughs> very cool. D- very, very much different. Uh, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't go by um, um, Erskine, though, did they? No, uh, she is Maria Vaselli. Vaselli. Yeah. Dr. Maria Vaselli. Because they decided to make the, gr- the, the Red Skull Italian in this. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about that one. Because, like, most of them are why, and then, and then proceed to like explain what I'm thinking about any moment. Most of, most of my notes are, man, this is almost good, and why did they choose to do that? <laughs> I, I will agree with the this is almost good note. At a lot of spots. I mean, like in terms of like what this movie is, where it is a super low budget like weird period of movie making in general. Like 1990, like uh, in terms of like what people thought they wanted to like studios weren't going to throw a ton of money at this. It was kind of like, well, yeah, it's an IP that people know, but like who really cares kind of thing. Like it's just, you know, this is the same era as like the Corman fantastic four. Like uh, 
you know, it's lucky that we were getting anything on screen. Uh, sure, 89 had Batman, but like, that's Batman. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a different tier. <laughs> but, but there are a lot of things, like, the, the actual beats of this movie are pretty close to what I want. And like, there's a lot of stuff going for it that are actually pretty close. Like Captain America looks like Captain America. He doesn't look like not, he doesn't look like evil Knievel. <laughs> yeah, this is true. He doesn't look like evil Knievel for as rough as the costume is. Cause let's be real. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's rough. I appreciate it more because you tried. Yeah. 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 Like they're, you, they're you put the effort. plenty of things. And you you pretty much went, well, what's it look like on the page? Cool, make that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how protective the suit would be. However, he gets shot like three times in the chest, and it does absolutely nothing to him. He, he recovers pretty quickly. Yeah, well, they say uh, that it's like a bulletproof flame retardant suit that the doctor came up with. Also, That's the right. shield. That's right. Uh, she she invented all of it, and just uh, th- with her death, it's all gone. <laughs> but yeah, because she just kept it all in her head. Yeah. Which uh, I I mean that that the the whole keeping it in her in the doctor keeping it in his head her head is is, is a staple of the story. But yeah, also in cr- creating the suit and also creating the shield and the line of she was very patriotic, like she was all about America because <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a red, white, and blue suit. Uh. It's it's you're right. There's a lot of pieces that are very much like yeah, that's the Captain America story. The whole uh, being on the missile that's going you know towards well this in this case it's the White House, but like having it, it be a missile instead of a uh, a plane like we see in the uh, Captain America First Avenger, uh, and going into the ice and all that stuff. The whole being discovered in the ice part like that. It, it gave me flashbacks to Encino Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but hold on. Would this movie have been any different or better had it been Brendan Fraser? I back then I could. I mean, see he's Brendan so Fraser. charming. Yeah, <laughs> he would have. He would have done a great job. The real question is: <laughs> Would this movie have been any better with Polly Shore in it? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You replace. Uh, you replace. Not saying she didn't, she didn't do a good job, but if you replace the 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 girl that he's running around with the whole movie with Polly Shore, you're just like, whoa, that's some bad guys, dude. We gotta watch out for those guys, like <laughs> making little weasel noises at everybody. It's, <laughs> it's no. I don't longer... actually hate that. Like a Polly Shore <laughs> as like a Jimmy Olsen type is like, <laughs> like actually okay. <laughs> what do you got going on there, buddy? <laughs> hey cap hey cap look it's some nazis <laughs> oh no cap your hood they're gonna know who you are no I, <laughs> it's fantastic i can't believe i started this i'm sorry <laughs> I, just I like, mean, again good ideas that we're just putting out there in the universe right 100 marvel yeah. again uh, we're here we're ready um I need I, so I'm gonna need two legal pads, a conference room, and a lot of coffee. Not for me, for Mitch, because we got to keep Mitch awake. <laughs> Ian's more of a tea person. That's right. Hundred percent. Right. <laughs> uh, wh- um, did you have other parts that that you thought hit it almost right? You know, there there are actually a lot of things that I really enjoyed about this. I really liked the Red Skull rat that they introduced right off the bat. Like, I thought that was, like, kind of a fun way to, like, set up 
like what the deal with the Red Skull is. Um, I I thought that the beats of like, well, he's in Nazi Germany and stuff. It was like a little weird when he uh, decides he's just going to charge right in and get into a fist fight while all these other Nazis are looking at them, where it's just like, aren't you going to get shot? But you know what? In terms of like, it's the scene is right. I just wish he had more tactics. Uh, so I'm not mad about like the choice there. I thought that there were things to like about the Red Skull design. Uh, and we'll talk more about him in a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that like, you know, this is so much better than the seventies the one. Like that, that's a big part of it. The, there's, like, there's no question there case. Like, the, like of that, course it's, it's better. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's so, like it, it actually makes a bit more sense. Um, I, I I was during the the scene where they like shoot him up with Vita rays. I, I kept thinking like, man, this looks terrible. But I don't know on that budget if you haven't really thought like if you just threw that at me like have cap get hit by Vita rays and then like have superpowers. Like how, how would I shoot it? Cause like they make it very dramatic and cool in the, like in the first Avenger. Um, but the scene itself is almost identical. It's just like, yeah, it's a more expensive, expensive set piece uh, and all that. But like the actual beats are, are dead on. Like it's, it's a perfect re like they're both perfect adaptations of the original comic. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The thing I, <laughs> The thing I just always can't get over with this movie, though, is that Captain America is not the main character. Is it more the Red Skull? No, it's more the president of the United States. Oh, that's right. You're right. It is a lot about the president of the United States, Uh, especially since he's the kid that sees Captain America. Like, how exactly did he see him when that rocket was coming so quickly? I don't know, (laughs) but he's able to get a good description of him. Yeah. And that Cap saw him too. <laughs> yeah, that, that has a, that plays out later as well. <laughs> oh, you're the kid, right? As you were strapped to a rocket that we were trying to kick the fin so that you can make it go off course. Yeah, they skip a lot in this. Like they've already picked out Steve Rogers as the person they're going to do the experiment on. Was like a weird beat where it's just like, oh yeah, it's like a voiceover. It's like or like an ADR line. Uh, and it's just like okay, we're in, <laughs> we're we're gonna go see his going away party just to like set up some drama there, uh, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna skip all the like important character stuff. And then like the montage to the present day is like following the progress of this little boy as he rises in political power That's to be true. the president. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Act Three basically Cap loses any sort of priority, and it, it just becomes the president's like goal to save his country. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I didn't even think of it that way, but you're absolutely right. That's true. It's it is more of the president's story. Yeah. You know what? And Cap would be honored. <laughs> Cap, Cap would be honored to play second fiddle to the president of the United States as long as it meant that America got to sleep safely. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's until Americans vote in Captain America as the next president, like they did in Ultimate and then, Comic Books. <laughs> and then. At that point, I would be begging Doom to just like, can you just assimilate my country? <laughs> like, y'all got it nice over there, it looks like. What's up? <laughs> I'll uh, bet you that Latveria has socialized healthcare. I, I'm sure oh, they do. I mean, it's, it's, it's all magic and science mixed together, so I, I yeah. would think so. Um, and, and living metal. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the whole 
going from Bernice to Sharon thing. Like I know that we kind of do the same thing in the in the current Captain America with with uh, uh, Chris Evans, where in the second in Winter Soldier, he's very much like, oh, oh, you're you're Peggy's niece. Like maybe I will kiss you, kind of thing. Like it's it's kind of weird, but like this whole since it's played by the same actress and really no time has passed for Steve. Uh, oh, it's weirder. It's a lot weirder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the redeeming quality in like the in the more recent one was like he was a little conflicted about it. He yeah. also was into her first before he found out it was Peggy's niece. Right. right. And also it's a great niece in that versus in this it's like direct daughter, right? <laughs> like, Something like that. Definitely. And and in the more recent one, you have you have Sam and Buck hanging out in the car behind, just like this is weird. But then the Red Skull also has a daughter. Now, did they refer to her as Sin, like she is in the comic books? I don't remember, but I'm also not convinced that this is actually the Red Skull. Ooh, um, in that so. Looking at it all, where like, like obviously he's the Red Skull in the sense that he is a red, a Red Skull faced character, right? Um, but also he kind of feels like Strucker, like with his hand getting cut off. True, and and Strucker's kids are much more infamous, uh, at least they traditionally were. Um, so like, there's an element where I was like, oh, is that supposed to be what they were kind of playing with right there? Um, I don't know. None of this really matches up like perfectly well with any particular. Captain America villain, you know, the whole uh, Italian mafioso character that we get in the majority of this movie uh, doesn't really feel like any of his main villains. (laughs) I was waiting for the accent to drop and for him to just be like, all right, fine, Sukat me. I've been jamming this whole time. Um, (laughs) Please give me my hand back. (laughs) Like any reason at all? Could you imagine there for being being italian instead of german like was the actor just italian that has to be it because i can't think of a good reason i like there's so many just whys to this movie like why is why was that choice made why why because like i don't mind the the like the plastic surgery to make him look less like a skull in modern time i think makes enough sense and from a makeup standpoint it's also easier like that's all fine like him being more like integrated into society mostly fine like i like it's a good position for your villain to be in. Like he's, he's been, he has had 50 years to like upgrade and you've been like frozen. Oh, good choices there. The, the Italian thing. No, no fucking clue. Um, the only thing that I could also imagine is, is just so that they could have that scene at the end, like so that the music like makes him stop doing what he was doing. Like, yeah, but he could have been playing Mozart. Like he could have been a German guy. <laughs> I guess that's true. I, I don't know. It, it that that was me stretching. I guess. Yeah. I, like it's it's fine. Like, but it, it is weird, and it's particularly weird because it's Red Skull. I mean, I guess Red Skull makes more sense than Strucker. Uh, if you're gonna like do something there, which may, so maybe it was supposed to be Strucker, and then they changed it to Red Skull to make it fit better with it being an Italian actor. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like there, there's this element of America loves to, like, make the, like, mythologize the Nazis, not in the, the like, the hero worship kind of sense, but, like, we like to make them, like, ultimate evil. Mm-hmm. And so there is this element of it's like, well, and they were German. And they're, like, I kind of feel like 
there have been waves of being like, well, and remember, the Italians were part of that too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I like wonder if it was like that kind of like like a trivia bit, but I don't know. It's strange. I'm I'm gonna look and see if the if there's an IMDb trivia about like why Italian. <laughs> I have a, a different side of that, which is why California? Why California? Uh, and this is the this is the second time that we've done this now. It makes less sense here than it did in the Red Brown. <laughs> in the Red true. Brown, he's back from the war and he just wants <laughs> to go surf. And like, so of course, like California like the the weird beach bum vibe that we get from that Captain America makes sense at least like, <laughs> <laughs> like where he is to all this. But Here's actually my weird thought about it when we're doing like the period piece component where I feel like that if you're going to set it in, in California or have the character be California based, he should be afraid of the Japanese. And like, I think that you I think you're not going to talk about it because it's impossible to talk about the, like the like the Japanese in the war without like bringing up that America was really shitty. And we have right. a much easier time being like, well, even though the Germans based all of their racism on our racism. Uh, <laughs> like it's easier to divorce ourselves from that. Yep. And like, they can just be the bad guys. And I guess likewise, the Italians, <laughs> like, but, <laughs> but, but that feels East coast. Like Brooklyn feels like a, a great, like we're on the front line of that side of the war. Like California, you feel like you're worried about them coming from across the ocean that you're on. Right. Like, as opposed to crossing your whole damn country, like, just in terms of like, well, what's the pressing sort of like point of contention there? Um, and then going back to like beautiful suburbia, California. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you do get, uh, you know, Cap in his suit with a trench coat over that, like running down the beach and then like, oh, oh, I am running to go do something. But, you know, there's a pretty lady walking in a bikini. So yeah. maybe slow down to do that. Uh, let's not also, it was, it was that scene, uh, where he's like back in California, like, oh man, everything's different. When I realized I was watching the wrong one when we were (laughs) supposed to be watching the other one because the punks show up, like you got a cigarette and I'm like, why are punks in this? This is before, like, this is before (laughs) punk rock was a thing in this regard. Like, what is this? Oh, (laughs) Uh, my bad. <laughs> um, also, can we talk about the fact that he uses the same trick to get a car twice? Oh, yeah. That I'm going to be sick. And, like, I don't actually mind his delivery. Like, rewatch Because I remember that part and it, it being bad. And then it's like, I think I'm going to be sick. I actually thought that was a very convincing, if you're used to being a nerd your whole life, like, the... Uh, Steve Rogers, maybe not this Steve Rogers, actually probably did get sick a couple of times at some point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's such a weird choice, and it happens twice. <laughs> like, it doesn't even have the third payoff. The, yeah, the thing that really gets me about it too is the is his run back, like the run back to the car as a person making the movie. I really feel like you don't show that. Like it looks so awkward. <laughs> And it's filmed bad, so <laughs> just to watch it was it hurt me. That made it for me every time. He's <laughs> like, oh, "I'm gonna be sick. I'm gonna be." I got you. Like the only thing it was missing was him just being like, "I'm gonna be sick. 
<laughs> nah, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so let's talk about how, like, when Cap comes back in the first place, that, like, the only reason the story happens is because the Red Skull sends someone to murder him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, Absolutely. There's, there's no plot outside of that. What, what is the Red Skull's plot, like, in the modern time? What's his, what's his goal? Yeah, that's what uh, I thought. Yeah, pro- <laughs> yeah, proceed to make money. Because <laughs> after you become, after you're a Nazi and you lose, you just you you become a mafioso and you just need to make money now. Like it, it, there, there was like this. Um, there there was this like military arms thing because there was that like general that yeah. uh, was like all about like keeping the military budget going. So I I think he's like an arms dealer kind of guy, and that they've been trying to manipulate stuff behind the scenes. I like that he says that he arranged for the death of Kennedy. Right. Like fairly offhand handedly like that. I thought was pretty good. Um, so it is kind of like that winter soldier vibe of like, we've, you know, we've infected everything, but like um, it's not so much like our secret Nazi cabal has taken over so much as that we're playing on everyone's greed, um, which felt like actually like a little more realistic. And I don't know, like this movie's like ideology is like kind of all over the place. Like, <laughs> the, uh, what, uh, what, go ahead. Well, because like the then the president feels like a Jimmy Carter, but doing the fusion dance with Ronald Reagan. Like yeah. I have a line right here <laughs> at one point where it's like, "Were they trying to get Reagan to play the part? He was free. This was at like he's, he's is, two years out at this point. This is true. This he is two years out. <laughs> <laughs> because there are moments like that where it's just like, Mister President, I'm here for you, and, and he's like a little bit of a cowboy, and he beats his way out of a Nazi prison. <laughs> saves the day uh, <laughs> um there was there was one thing that like at the beginning when um that soldier takes in the nazi infiltrator into seeing the experiment happen uh the part where the lady behind the counter grabs the gun it, obviously do you think that in first avenger they're 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 throwing back to that they're making homage to this movie this 1999 movie or 1990 movie sorry um, I'm not sure if it is directly a reference to this or if they're both references to the same kind of like spycraft kind of stuff, I but I really true. liked that diner scene in general, like everything from him, like going in and then like getting his powers, like is so just the low budget 1990 version of the first adventure. It's, it is it really like kind is. of shocking actually, yeah. like how close it is. It, it, that, it, that's exactly how I was feeling. I was like watching this. I'm like, did did they do that? Like, because I feel like that—that's what they did in Incredible Hulk with uh, Edward Norton. I feel like there's a lot of scenes that throw back to the Bill Bixby stuff. So yeah, I—I was like, I just made me think that since they had this property, if they decided, well, let's go ahead and make homage to who to the few fans that are have watched the 1990, 1990 version and liked it. So, well, they definitely do it in Winter Soldier because they talk about how did Captain America learn to steal a car in the war. Uh, they do. Oh yeah, my. Okay. Like, I never got that. Yeah. You, I was like, I all right, he's Captain America. Of course. No, he does. Just like when, when they're fleeing uh, from f- like when Cap and, and Black Widow first uh, leave shield, like when, like after the whole elevator fight and everything, uh-huh. uh, they're in a car and Black Widow goes like, where did Captain America learn to steal a car? Uh, and he, as I think he says like, like, in the war and we're not stealing it. We're borrowing it. Take your, put your feet down. Um, but like that's a, that has been commented on by the Russo brothers as being a deliberate reference. To got the you. Got you. Got you. All right. I, 
now I really wish that they would have had Steve just be like, hold on. I think, I think we're going to be sick. <laughs> and then you cut to them in a car. <laughs> and then, and then he tries to get away from Black Widow, and Black Widow shows up there first to wherever it is that he's supposed to be going. Hold on, I, I think we're gonna be sick, and she's like, "No, you, you just did this back in Shield. <laughs> we saw you do that to someone." <laughs> That's that's the best. I love that Captain America of all people is just like I can't bring you into danger. I'm gonna get sick. Hold on, pull over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all it right. made more sense the first time with the reporter guy. Um, I I loved the sort of appreciation of like the the pulp fictiony kind of like uh, we've got Dakota Ring kind of like 40s war propaganda stuff that is mm-hmm. like baked into Captain America as a concept like. They they do love it. They have that appreciation. Like I'm, I'm here for that part of this movie. Yeah, no, yeah. it's, it's got absolutely that going for it. So I mean, it sounds like you had a, a pretty positive uh, viewing of this case. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like it's it I, like I know why everyone says this is not a good movie, and I I understand that it's also colored by like. I see where we go, like what a good Captain America movie looks like. And what also what a really bad Captain America looks like. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just, it's so impressive to me in that they get so many things either right or almost right that I overall enjoy it as a, as a, as a period piece. As like, this is a, a thing that came out. Um, is it weird that like, again, the Red Skull finds out that Captain America is back somehow. Uh, and he's like, like he just feels he'll, he'll spoil my plans somehow. Uh, <laughs> plans are not connected to anything from the forties. Uh, and so he sends his assassin daughter and Boon squad or whatever. Uh, and they have repeated very dumb interactions. Like I have notes about the restaurant fight that they get into where they like walk by and like glance menacingly down at them and then sit down behind them. And I'm like, I feel like you guys all need to have some repartee to like indicate that you all know who everyone is. It's like, so are we doing this now? Or like something like that. But instead she just pulls out a gun, like as, as if she hadn't already super indicated that, Hey, I'm here to kill you by the way, I'm going to bump into your seat and then walk past you. (laughs) Like I want to see them. I want to see them take this script and remake it with what we have available now with some minor tweaks like that, like the, the restaurant scene having just a little bit, just somebody acknowledge the, the, the situation. Right. Um, like we can, we can, we can recast red skull. We could do whatever we need to there. Cause you know, that that's not going to happen, but get everybody back. That should be back as far as our current castings go. Right. So do with that as you're going to, but (laughs) I feel like, I feel like it could be like a really fun 10 minute short. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing scenes from this that didn't make it in the first adventure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Where it's just like, cause then you could, then you could get a a shot of cap looking across the restaurant just going, all right, so we doing this. (laughs) <laughs> remember you had the opportunity to leave <laughs> yeah that actually it felt like that kind of a scene yeah. and the, that it's not is like kind of annoying right um i don't know i mean like you know i i think all the the casting choices are fine in this movie like aside from the italian red skull which is jarring but again it's not actually intrinsically necessary that he's german like 
it, it, it matters that he's a Nazi. True. Very and, yeah. and I f- like, I feel like it doesn't matter quite so much. It's not like the Red Skull part is innately German unto itself. The fact that he's a super soldier works actually really well. Um, the effect is fine. It, you know, it's nineties. Was this a TV movie or was it actually a theatrical? I think it was actually theatrical. If I, if I remember correctly, thank God. <laughs> I'm so tired of TV movies, uh, but, but either way, like it's still a low budget movie. Like they didn't know what the fuck they were really doing. Like the, you know, the costumes don't look great. They, they are screen act or they're accurate to the comics, but it's in that way of like all, all the details are right, but the materials and the, and the construction are all wrong. Um, yes uh you know salinger is fine at least we're not like really like putting <laughs> at least we're not spending most of the movie with him being a giant fucking football player size individual who then gets the super soldier <laughs> serum like 60 percent of the way in <laughs> so like the the beats are, are are right um it is you know it's it's a little weird um sharon carter the the entire time is like a little too like 90s crass like um it, crass might be the wrong word but it, she's like a little too vapid in some ways like she talks about like uh her hair a bunch like the, there's a lot lots of talks about appearances of people um i don't know like it was nice i like that she spoke italian really well and that that was how she could infiltrate stuff like how she proved to be useful it you know it, it would have been nicer if she was a spy <laughs> yeah <laughs> but exactly uh, yeah, but they made her work fairly well. She was at least a contributing part. In fact, she contributes more than Captain America. Does. She does. She does. <laughs> like, like well, the only thing that Cap does in this movie is he fights Red Skull twice, and he steals cars twice with the yeah, same. He thing. steals cars twice, but doesn't, doesn't actually do anything with them. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, Sharon does more, and the president does more. Yeah. <laughs> like again, the president is ultimately the one who saves the day. It's just we take a break from him for about half of the second act. Uh, you know what? What's the timeline of this movie? How like what's the time frame of this movie? Is this like a couple of days? Is it a couple of weeks? Because how much? How effective are you going to be after just coming out of the ice? All right, ask yourself that case before <laughs> before you go pointing fingers that didn't do much. He just came out of the ice. Respect my man. Well, where did where in the ice was he? Because he was at the White House, <laughs> and then he's just like nebulously in an ice thing up north somewhere. They, they don't find really him. Say. They just say, and then he makes his way to California. Yeah, so he has again to... East Coast makes way more sense than West Coast. <laughs> I don't know why they like you can shoot it in California. Just call it New Jersey. They just didn't <laughs> understand how to make the shore look like it was on the other side. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just. Switch sides? <laughs> nope, can't do that. Sorry. <laughs> um, so we apparently we, we almost got uh, Val Kilmer in the role of Captain America in this. So it'd only be what five years later that he becomes Batman. Yep, I, I would have loved it <laughs> because like the the saving grace for the Punisher was Dolph Lundgren. Ooh, okay. The saving like the what would have really put this this movie over the top is Val Kilmer <laughs> because then well he was playing he was playing uh uh the door he was doing the doors instead yeah I mean if he had been like a like a pilot for example and it, it was uh he was basically playing Iceman I would have been totally cool with that scenario too. <laughs> like, <laughs> no but you know what you know what I'm glad it was. I'm glad he wasn't Cap because I don't know if I could ever forgive Cap for killing Goose. 
Oh. <laughs> like I don't I don't know if I don't know if I have the strength cuz I still haven't forgiven Iceman. <laughs> That's fair. Uh what is the what's the the other toy that we would have got from this movie that wasn't Captain America? Do you get the the Sharon Cooperman doll that comes with the accessories? You get a red skull with changeable face and detachable hand. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty obvious. Because <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. No, no, it's not It's not like detachable face. It's the, you put it in the water. Flipper. Oh, I was going to do the water. You put it in water and it changes oh. color. But head oh, yeah, 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 too. Yeah, yeah. but I like it. Um, I want... <laughs> I want uh, Thor from the Incredible Hulk movie to show up <laughs> And hang out with this version of Cap, just because that sounds like it would be a ridiculous time, and who knows how many cars would be stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Better yet, I want I want a road trip film. <laughs> That's just that Thor going all over the place and meeting other heroes and going on adventures <laughs> that way. That but, wouldn't be bad. Uh, yeah. If that had been the TV show, that would have been. This movie had just from a. I can't help it because this is another pass right here. Um, The the Red Skull plot in the like in the forties needed to have a thing that was going to take over fifty years to happen, right? So that when you get to the nineties, Cap wakes up and it's like, "What year is it? Oh shit, that bomb's going to go off any day now!" Like it it needed to have something that Cap knew about from back then to put pressure on the Red Skull to try to kill him, as opposed to just being like. That fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still hey, hate him. Did anybody find that bomb that Red Skull put in that hole 50 years ago? <laughs> it was a really big bomb. <laughs> we, don't know, we don't know anything about that. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn. We should probably go find that. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean, something. And I don't know what it is. Like, a bomb's easy, but, like, something. <laughs> Christ. No, no, yeah. Yeah, like a slow disease or virus or something. Like, that, that could definitely have been it, too. Yeah. What year is it? You guys know that Red Skull's been slowly poisoning your water for the past 50 years, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I had a thought about that. Like, could, could you imagine if the plot was that he had been introducing like the super soldier serum in small doses to the water supply of a city, and then he was going to do, like with like some sort of celestial event, effectively trigger Vita rays, like, a, like an eclipse or something? Wow. <laughs> You'd have a oh, whole wow. city f- full of uh, super soldiers? Yeah. Write that down. Uh, again, Marvel. <laughs> Hello. What are you doing? I'd like to introduce you to my man Case here. <laughs> He's got TV show ideas. Come on. <laughs> so I feel like that would work really well as like one of these like like Disney Plus series. All right, Case. So yeah. we, we have you coming back for the other Captain Americas, right? Uh, which other ones are we talking about? Oh, no, about? We, are, we don't have any other Captain <laughs> America. We don't have any more Captain Americas, Mitch. You got me excited. I'm sorry. Well, we'll have to find something. I mean, are we just going to do the MCU all over again? Yeah, I think that's oh, we're going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be before we get to watch uh, uh, Black Widow, so... Don't do that to me. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I, I am happy to come back anytime. Uh, I love talking about all these kinds of movies and even the weird ones and even the bad ones. Like, again, this one was one that was like 
surprisingly close to being good at so many spots. Like you almost forget it sometimes. You're like, actually, I'm in, I'm kind of enjoying myself. This is pretty good. And then it'll do something, and you're like, why? Uh, like, for example, at the end of the movie where I said, this feels like unironic propaganda. What is this music? <laughs> <laughs> That's the 90s for you, baby. Yep. <laughs> oh, uh, like, uh, but like, yeah, anytime you want me back, I'm, I'm happy to come on. One of the things that I, I, I don't know why I like it, but when they use the shield in, in throwing, like in this movie, like it's so bad, but I, I just enjoy it for some reason. I don't know yeah. why. Oh, yeah takes out a building with it like the first time he uses it yeah it, he cho- it, he chucks it at a tower and sure they're like it's logs or like you know it's wood beams but he takes out the tower <laughs> it, it it's just he's that good he's that yeah. good I, I was actually impressed i was like oh shit okay so we're setting up a thing that he can do that's like really cool he can <laughs> break buildings by throwing a thing that's really heavy <laughs> uh ian where can was- people find you online Hi, you can find me right here on twitch.tv slash Ian Flux. If you're already in chat, because I see you, Clancy75, hanging out there in chat. Uh, They also said, whoa, imagine if Val Kilmer was Cap. That'd be lit. I I would agree, but like, don't make me hate him for killing Goose. We already addressed that. (laughs) Uh, So you can find me twitch.tv slash Ian Flux. You can also holler at me on Twitter. I I talk to people on Twitter a lot. It's kind of fun. Holler at me uh, at Ianflux12, and I'm also on uh, la, 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 la. I'm also on Instagram at Ianflux. So that is I A N F L U X, and on Twitter I A N F L U X. Just add the numbers one two at the end. All right. In case so that's can, enough for me. Case, case where can people can find you? you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> case. <laughs> uh, Twitter, you can find me at Case Aiken. C A S E A I K E N. Case like beer. Aiken like clay. Uh, you can find all the stuff I do over at certainpov.com, where I have three shows that I host, but we got a lot of other fun stuff. So ch- check it all out, certainpov.com. Both of y'all have been on shows of mine, so that, t- take a gander. There have been a lot of fun ones, especially our, our recent crossover for uh, the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> that damn Snyder Cut. Hey, Mitch, where can they find you? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia G E M G E M stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archive episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geekelitemedia.com. And if you want to be one of our patrons, like cases, go over to patreon.com slash geekelitemedia for exclusive material that only our patrons can get. And then whatever podcatcher you listen to or listen to us on, please rate and review us. It helps spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is Journey into Mystery on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.